Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Hiller. And welcome back. We've been gone for a minute, and here we are. Uh, Corwin, how you feeling? Uh, hungry. Me too. Uh, it's um, March 22nd, about 6 p.m. here on the East Coast. Cor and I just finished recording our other podcast, our movies podcast, uh, Juicing the Big Screen. Check it out. We talked about the Oscars way late because we were so busy before. Um, but hey, better late than never is what we all say. <laughs> so here we are. Um, talk a little football, talk a little baseball, and then get the fuck on out of here. So Corbin, you ready to get into it? I am. All right, well, there's two bits of Jets news to talk about, um, which makes sense with each other. Uh, first, the Jets signed uh, McCole Hardiman um, to the roster, and then about, I don't know, 45 minutes after that, they traded away Elijah Moore to the Browns. Um, Corwin, I guess let's start with the McCole Hardiman move. Um, how do you feel about that one? Um, how do you feel about um, the and the Jets? If in a vacuum, Elijah Moore is a significantly better and more complete wide receiver than Michael Hardman, I will say I can't really talk about one without the other. But I mean, he's you can talk about both concurrently. That's fine. Yeah, it's Elijah Moore wanted out from the Jets. Um, he wanted out. After what happened last year, not getting thrown the ball from some really shitty quarterbacks. Uh, now that you know Aaron Rodgers is coming to town, picked a hell of a time to really double down on the "get me out of here" talk because I thought he was going to be a guy that they really wanted to keep around. Um, but hey, the Steelers have done it in the past where you get rid of a good player because he's. Oh, what's the Tomlinism? We want volunteers, not hostages. And there's something to be said. You know, I, I think they missed out on a, a decent amount of value uh, for Elijah Moore. I think they could have gotten uh, a second, a low second, high third um, for him outright. Um, it, with this, they're moving from 74 to 47. Um that's, I don't know. I, I I don't like the trade, but I understand why they did it. That's, you know, probably the best way to put it. Meikle Hardman as a number two replacement isn't one I love either. Uh, I, I assume they're getting rid of Well, he's behind Corey Davis, but I've heard a ton about getting rid of Corey Davis. And maybe he sticks around now that they got rid of uh, Elijah Moore instead. But... I don't know, man. You're going to have Aaron Rodgers. You want to have some awesome weapons. I get that Alan Lazard is there now, but um, Elijah Moore could have been a, a really awesome slot guy for them instead of uh, Mecole, who I think is primarily an outside guy. No, but uh, yeah. So by receiving yards last season, obviously this also like again does not count Alan Lazard. Uh it went Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Um 
leaving that's just the wide receivers leaving out the Titans and running backs. And then uh, the next wide receiver on the list was Denzel Mims, who I also don't think is on the Jets anymore. I don't remember though. I don't think he is either. Yeah. So essentially, um, Moore is now gone, but replaced with, I guess we'll say McCole Hardiman. And then I think we should probably expect Corey Davis to be gone in place of Alan Lazard with Garrett Wilson staying there. Um, so I guess let's, let's also just real quick talk about the um, Elijah Moore Richard trade Sard would be the number two. Yeah. Uh, the Elijah Moore trade, which would uh, the Jets sending Elijah Moore to Cleveland. Um, the Jets receive. Um, well, they receive the number 40 pick number 42 and pick number seven. No, no. They receive pick 42 sending over um, Elijah Moore and pick 74. Mm-hmm. Right. I have that right. Yes, I'm fine about it. Um, it's not exciting. I th- I would think the trade is twofold. Number one, Elijah Moore wanted to be traded, and the Jets were like, "Okay, bye bye." Um, and number two, I think it's a little bit of virtue signaling to Aaron Rodgers to be like, mm-hmm. "We'll do stuff." We'll do all kinds of stuff. You want us to do stuff? We got stuff to do. We're going to wheel and deal to revamp the offense. Not that this is going to be the thing that entices, but I, I think it's a little bit of just because it is, it feels so revenue neutral in that kind of way where it's like, I mean, you look at the stats of McCall Hardman and the stats of Elijah Moore, like kind of the same guy, close enough anyway. Um, Elijah Moore is a little bit younger, so that's a, a boost to him. But maybe you could say you're trying to build a locker room presence, where it feels kind of like a hey, over here, come on by. We're doing things, things that the Packers never mm-hmm. do. I don't know, man. I think Elijah Moore is gonna blossom. And uh, I, I get Deshaun Watson had a terrible season last year. I know Amari Cooper's there. I think he's the kind of guy who could take over a a one B role for you know Cleveland, if not surpass Amari Cooper. I, I think he's an awesome wide receiver. Um, but is Amari I, Cooper in Cleveland now? Yeah, I missed that entirely. Yeah, that was uh, last off season. I he was there last year. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Had a pretty um, decent year, I think. I'm going to look up the stats because I've kind of I just assumed he was still in Dallas for some reason. No, he was in Cleveland. Yeah, 1,100 yards. 1,160 yards is not bad at all. Nine touchdowns. Career high. Good for you, Amari. Had a weird career. You made um, for a pretty fun Amari 2600 uh, fantasy football team name for like two years. Uh, I I will say there's also been it, it's interesting, though, because. It has to be locker room stuff, because one of the other things that I have heard, um, I like I'm special, everyone heard because uh, Aaron Rodgers said it on, I think, one of the Barstool podcasts that the trade is all but done and the Jets and Packers are just working out the. uh the details, but mm-hmm. that Rogers says that he's planning on playing for the Jets next season. And hey, 
I mean, how much that's actually going to pan out, like he, for all of his posturing, is not the GM of either team, so he can't force the specifics and deals also, you know, always off can have the ability to fall through based on those specifics and someone can always swoop in at the end. It certainly seems pretty set in stone at this point. So I don't think much virtue signaling has to take place, but uh, which is why this has to be like a locker room thing. I don't think the Jets did that bad though. I'm curious to see what, if they wanted the pick more than they wanted to satiate Elijah Moore's want for not being on the team. Mm -hmm. I mean, Uh, is is there are a lot of holes that need to be filled on the Jets uh depth chart where you would be upset to see them go wide receiver at 42 whatever it is uh I wouldn't be upset at all honestly um I would say that you know there are still there's still a need at offensive line uh, and well, I mean, pick a spot on the defensive edge, um, or the, the defensive front yeah. line, maybe a linebacker too, honestly. But like, regardless, like, if the Jets decide to do that with wide receiver and bring a wide receiver into a position where they only have to be one B to to Garrett Wilson, right. like they don't have to try to be the guy; they can just be um, good. <laughs> You know, it it it'd be the best position a Jets wide receiver has been brought into as a as a new draftee. I think probably of my entire fucking lifetime, because um, that guy would be brought into a position where you have Garrett Wilson ahead of you on the depth chart, and you might have Rodgers as your quarterback. It's fucking incredible. So mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't be upset at all because I would assume that guy would thrive. But um, yeah, it would give the Jets pick number. 13, which they currently already have, because that's where they finished. And um 43, 42? Wait, hold on. Where was the trade again? 42. 42. 42. Oh, the Jets had pick 43, so they only moved up one spot. I didn't realize that. No, they, they didn't trade away 43. You know, they, they got traded 42. away 74. Yeah. Oh, so they just have back to back. Sorry, I misread it. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate power. Uh, yeah, cool. honestly, there's definite value in having back to back backs. They wouldn't trade back on them. Now nah, that wouldn't make any sense. They should use both of them. Um, and who's there? What would be really funny is if they drafted a quarterback. It would make no sense, but it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> If they draft like a first round quarterback, that would be the ultimate meme in the NFL. I don't know what could possibly have topped it. I I and I could see the easy justification that they would give, like, oh well, Mike White's in, you know, Miami now, so we gotta have somebody there, but it would make no sense. It'd be so funny. Are you surprised about Mike White signing in uh, uh, Miami? Uh, Miami's quarterback situation in general is kind of confusing. Uh, listen, man, it's you know some hot shot. I don't know. I was gonna try and make a Miami joke of like he's just going there to party, but like, hey, Tua has had some serious injuries. I'm sure you know if it wasn't. 
them offering him the best contract, he's looking at it as, man, there might be some serious playing time opportunities here. Because That's a really good point. If Tua gets another concussion, I don't know how you let him play again. If Tua you gets know? another concussion, he might have to be picking his eyeballs like, up off the field. Right? Like another concussion might be a season-ending injury at the I mean, very least. We're talking accelerated CTE. But yeah. Who is, who, there was a player like four or five years ago who was in concussion protocol for like almost a year before coming back. I don't remember. I want to say it was like with like the Jaguars. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. I don't disbelieve you. I just don't remember. Um, what do you think the Jets look like if Rodgers doesn't come? Um, the kid that gets stood up for prom. I mean, no, I mean, like, how do you think they fare next season? Because they're, you know, Mike White walked, which I'm, I'm not trying to make it sound like that's like the biggest deal in the world. It kind of doesn't matter that he went to Miami. It kind of doesn't matter they left the Jets, but. Uh, a quarterback that was on your roster has is now no longer on your roster. There's no chance they're bringing back Joe Flacco. It wouldn't make any fucking sense. So Zach Wilson is the only quarterback on the roster then, I think. So it's like, then what? Do you just take a huge gamble? On who? Zach. <sighs> it is that a gamble or a surrender? Because a gamble infers some level of reward. What what reward are you getting with Zach Wilson? How many players do you think threw a pass for the Jets last season? Four. Uh, some yeah. There's, I imagine four quarterbacks and a couple of gadget plays. Four quarterbacks and a handful of gadget plays. Would you like to try to guess all the players? Uh, sure. Zach Wilson. Yep. Mike White. Yep. Joe Flacco. Yep. Boy, who was number four? There's one more quarterback. Like ultimate. Was he a signing or was he like super depth piece? Super depth. Oh God. Uh, he was a he was a Bryce preseason gone. Oh my God, Bryce Petty. What a weird, weird time he spent in New York. <laughs> right. What a low point Baylor, for that era of my fandom. He was awesome at Baylor. Um, God, he was fucking awful for the Jets. Christian Hackenberg signed with the Jets this year. Uh, God, Mike Vick, you roll him back out there. So the answer to the fourth quarterback is Chris Strevler. Holy shit. There's no way in a billion years I would have been able to put a little combination of letters together that spit out Chris Strevler. Would you like to try to guess the three gadget players? Um, the three, the three players who'd had you know just kooky plays. Ooh, I want to, I want to have to pull up the uh, twenty twenty two depth chart just to see who was on this fucking team. Um, I can tell you the positions if it helps. If you'd like to take that hint. Uh, first, I'll go with uh, I Johnson. No. All right, give me the possessions. Uh, two of the players are wide receivers. Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios. Ooh, one pass. Um, two yards and a touchdown. I'll say, I'll say Elijah Moore. 
No, no, not they're not even throwing him the ball. You think they let him throw the ball? <laughs> uh, I don't know, Corey Davis. Garrett Wilson's the other one. Damn. All right. His so pass the was not completed. Final, final, uh, final guy. Option. What was the other was the position? Hunter. Uh, I don't know. This is really is. so. The question here is just who is the Jets punter? Braden Man. Braden Man. Braden Yikes. Braden Man. They had him throw two passes. He completed one for seventeen yards. That's good. So He's a better quarterback uh, stats wise than uh, fucking Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's completion percent is only four point five percentage points higher. What's his yards per attempt? How's that uh, compare? Is it well? Braden Manns is 8.5, highest on the team. Zach Wilson's 6.2. Which that's ironically better though, than I thought it was going to be. I'm sorry, that's uh, that's adjusted yards per attempt. It's 7.0 for um really for Zach. Yeah, his yards gained per pass attempt, which is the highest of the main quarterbacks. The issue is that he also had the highest of all the interceptions. <laughs> And the yeah. lowest of all the completion percents. Yeah. Yeah. Go Jets. I saw that. Um, I got a push notification from ESPN, and I, of course, did not read the article because so rarely is it worth reading the, their articles. Um, right after the Elijah Moore trade, saying that the Jets surrendered capital that could have been used to get Aaron Rodgers. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Can you say that again? That the, by trading away in the Elijah Moore trade, the Jets were surrendering capital that they could have used to get Aaron Rodgers from the Packers. And it doesn't make... I, I did not read this article because it's too stupid for me to spend the effort on clicking on. But it's dumb to me in two ways. One, a second round pick is inherently worth more than the third round pick. So it's really just like, how much do you value the marginal advantage of Elijah Moore over a second round wide receiver? And like, if you really want to get into that, it might not be much more. It really depends on how high you are in Elijah Moore, which is entirely subjective, which means that the Jets must know what the Packers value more at versus a second hypothetical second round pick. And number two, bitch, you ain't in the room. I'm sure that if the Jets thought yeah. there was a sincere chance that that would blow up their spot and their ability to get Aaron Rodgers, they wouldn't do it. So why make this a talking point? You know what I mean? I agree. I uh, I don't. I don't really. I don't. I don't think you make this trade. Well, he wanted out, so maybe you do. I was going to say maybe you don't make this trade if you don't think he's already coming, but. Well, and I don't think you make this trade without bringing it up to the Packers being like, hey, do you guys want Elijah Moore in the trade? And if they go, no, and you'd be like, are you sure we're going to trade him elsewhere? And oh. then they go, yeah, go for it. Then yeah, fucking what's the big I, deal? I guarantee that was part of their first pitch was to get rid of Elijah Moore to them because that like they will obviously value Elijah Moore more than you do. So that would work a lot. Very well. ESPN has gotten so bad over my lifetime. I'm not they, saying that they keep this fucking is fucking firing all their writers. They keep they keep firing and cutting pay, and that's such a shit organization. And keep yeah. changing ownership hands. I think Disney's trying to sell them now or something. Uh, who fucking knows? 
if ESPN goes down, I don't think uh, I will care that much. There will definitely be a void to be filled, but I think it can be filled more quickly than you otherwise would expect. Yeah, it's it's funny because I don't think like um, a news or pop culture topic podcast is going to stop there from being a CNN or an NBC or whatever. Um, and I don't think that like a, a good fiction podcast is going to stop there from being like new audiobooks or anything. But I think that we're genuinely at a point in time where a sports podcast network like kind of what John Boy Media has been doing over the past few years mm-hmm. is really in a position to just like take over ESPN's airtime because they're making a lot better use of it than ESPN was. You know, part of what makes certain other organizations and media conglomerates not important but tougher to usurp is that they do what they do exceedingly well and are constantly on the cutting edge of it. For better or for worse, it's not a moral judgment. ESPN just fucking isn't. They really just aren't. If anything, they should start just becoming a production company because their documentary mm-hmm. wing is very good, I will say. I think we've all tuned into like the Jeter doc and the um, the Michael Jordan doc before that. The 30 for 30s are great. But their like regular programming is shit. Their broadcasting is very good too. Depending on who it is. Oh, you mean their their games, their broadcasting yeah. games. Yeah. 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 Generally speaking, absolutely. It's just their regular programming is ass. Their talking heads it's, that they hire are it's I mean, really unwatchable. I mean, Mad Dog is still employed there. He's he had another thing today about the World Baseball Classic. I haven't had a chance to like watch the video, but I have it open, ready to, because of how how many comments came back super negative. But I get that that's why they have the Stephen A. Smiths and the Mad Dogs and all that because they're so dumb with their takes that people watch it out of just pure shock. Which is not a sustainable business model, but no, whatever. As as is shown by the fact that they've been struggling for years. But what what do we know as sports yeah. enthusiasts? Um, I guess it's it's a decent enough segue over to the World Baseball Classic conversation, which just wrapped up last night as recording of as the as of the recording of this, um, with Japan besting the United States in uh, the championship game three to two to win the World Baseball Classic, beating the reigning champs USA USA USA. Uh, since we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, we kind of missed all of the conversation that was happening around the World Baseball Classic. Um, one of the big things that happened earlier on was Edwin Diaz getting hurt, um, rupturing his patella tendon. Is now going to be out for the entire season while uh, his team was celebrating, um, which was a huge topic of anti-World Baseball Classic discourse at the time. Um, do we want to revisit that briefly? You won't. Thoughts? Oh, if you want. I don't have anything. People get hurt all the time. People get hurt in goofy ways. So I remember some Mets pitcher got hurt putting on his pants a few years ago. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, who the fuck was that? Some pitcher like like, threw out his back. Yeah, it was so funny. (laughs) I remember some other. I think it was. Probably. I was just saying, didn't another Mets pitcher like break a toe dropping his scale on it in the bathroom or something like that? Like a lot of wild shit. 
injuries are stupid, man. Injuries are so dumb. Like it happens. It happens. It happens. And honestly, you know what? I do have thoughts. This is something that this is Halloween. Is this is Halloween? <laughs> the World Baseball Classic is so unbelievably important to baseball as a global game. Like Argentina fans, or I don't remember who Messi plays for. Uh, Argentina, Paris, Paris. Oh, PSG. you mean a regular? He, yeah, yeah. I don't no, think he... Paris PSG fans would be upset by Lionel Messi getting hurt in like a a World Cup final because you know how much it means for Messi to win one during his career, and thankfully he just did. I get that you don't care about this because it's not something you've watched for the entirety of your life like you have with, you know, the Mets. Because nobody picks up being a fan of the Mets. You have to be born into it. Um, They should be celebrated for going out there and playing for their country, not talked shit on for not playing for the Mets. I was actually, it's so funny you brought up the um, the World Cup because I was going to bring up the World Cup too because so many of the same people deriding the World Baseball Classic, I am sure, tuned in at various points, at random points, even if just to give commentary on the World Cup. And I'm sure that everyone knows people who tuned into soccer games that don't usually watch soccer because it was the mm-hmm. goddamn World Cup. It is the and only reason try- I watch soccer. One hundred percent. I'm not trying to say that, like, the I'm trying to purport that the World Baseball Classic is a tenth of the level of the World Cup because the World Cup is. I mean, it's the world's biggest competitive sport, competitive mm-hmm. team sport, um, spread out evenly distributed distributed across the entire globe. It's colossal. But MLB is absolutely not MLB, but baseball is absolutely right to be aspiring to that. And MLB is absolutely right to be allowing their players to go join into that because that's what makes their teams more marketable towards uh, global fans. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you can see it in the engagement on Twitter, like the World Baseball Classic is a lot more generates a lot more activity amongst people than MLB games do. I mean, I know NHL uh, disallowed players from uh, playing in the World Cup. It was it the Olympics? Uh, I don't it, care. It was the it was both. They've done both. They've disallowed the IH, the International Hockey League's tournament. I think is what it was, uh, which is like their World Cup, and they've disallowed the Olympics in various points. And that's a goddamn travesty. And everyone knew it was a goddamn travesty. It. I couldn't imagine that uh, basically giving up the World Baseball Classic because if you don't have MLB players, absolutely no one is going to watch. I couldn't imagine just losing that completely because MLB is quote-unquote selfish about it. I mean, all of it's a dumb talk because also the other thing that I heard get brought up a ton was like, the the Mets are paying you so much money. And it's like, fuck yourself in the You're mouth. Still getting the money. But I, and it's like, again, like, you know, Real Madrid or Barcelona is still play, paying their players millions more than the Mets pay their players. 
to let those guys all play in the World Cup. Like, for one thing, what makes sports fun is not the money of it. Do you get enjoyment out of watching higher paid players play just because they're higher paid? Or do you enjoy watching those players pay, play because they're fucking good at what they do? No one, sh- no one's on the, f- no one should be in the stands rooting for dollars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, a re- it's ridiculous. And to that end, like it's important to the guys that they go do it. It's important to the teams that they have happy players. It's important to the teams that they get more international fans. Cause if you get some random dude in fucking uh, Chile, who's watching, I don't know a Chilean player offhand, but who maybe plays for the Tigers. That guy may be like, fuck, I'm going to watch the Tigers this goddamn year. And root for the Tigers. I mean, that's how you listen to like Dominican pitchers who came up, um, like were kids in the the nineties mm-hmm. and early aughts. All of them talk about Pedro Martinez, and all of them talk about yeah. you know wanting to, uh, you know, you growing up like either like a Red Sox fan or even a Yankees fan, but like still rooting for Pedro because that's the international power of your international stars and because of the significance of nationality and representation on this kind of uh, this kind of stage it's it's so so disappointing to hear what is a, a singular demographic talk shit about the uh the world baseball classic cuz it is fun stuff the fact that Shohei Otani got to strike out Mike Trout to win the World <laughs> Baseball Classic is also now bragging rights for the season. <sighs> That's some hot shit you got to talk for the next uh, next six, I, seven months. I am so... Un- like, I was rooting for Japan the whole way. I am so unbelievably happy that Shohei won it. I don't... I, oh, yeah. I don't know if he's ever going to win a World Series. We'll see what free agency has to offer for the big man. But I I was Team Japan start to finish throughout this whole competition. I always root for the Asian teams because they have such fun baseball cultures that mm-hmm. uh, uh, don't get represented nearly enough. Um, I think that there is uh, more sway given to players coming over from the Latin American leagues into their natural prowess, which is a creepy disposition to hold. But the... Uh, the especially the KBO and MPB and the CPBL, like a lot of really fun leagues doing a lot of like goofy, whimsical shit over there. A lot of fun, lot of fun. Uh, also, Team Great Britain, your uniforms are garbage and you should be ashamed of yourselves. Who, who is garbage? Great Britain, their uniforms. Oh, Jesus. Their comic sans ass uniform. In which they they opened up Word and typed Great Britain and hit close. Uh, Mexico's uniforms were gorgeous. Yeah, I in general, I think the Asian teams and the Latin American teams do a really nice job on the uniforms. U.S. always looks weird, but I think I, I've I hate grown the U.S. In, logo. I just I think I've also just grown very like averse to overly patriotic symbolism or symbology on you and i both brother yeah when i was at the uh, wrestling national championships one of my favorite wrestlers uh walked out with non-penn state wrestlers walked out with an american flag draped over his shoulders and i actively was like i don't know if i want to reform anymore Uh, god 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that they probably also thanking Jesus for his accomplishments, which I also find to be like so gross. Dude, you got to look up the Aaron Brooks interview, one of the Penn State national champions after he won. I don't even. I'll I'll send you a link so you don't have it spoiled. It it is a shocking interview involving God. As all things do, praise be. Well, through God, all things are possible, so you can jot that down. <laughs> um, yeah. So, World Baseball Classic. Look, a lot of stuff happened. Cora and I didn't really like, want to put together a whole big thing for this shit because uh, we've been missing for a while. But I work uh, lunch. I need dinner. Yeah, spring training. Not is, got my time. Spring training is underway. Uh, first regular season game happens in a couple weeks. That'll be. Um, fun football stuff is, is a hip happening. Want to talk about some jets talk. Uh, hopefully by the next time we record, we know what happening with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but like, whatever Gardner Minshew's on the Colts, Ezekiel Elliott's going to be a free agent, you know, stuff's going down. We'll talk more later. Uh, we got all the time in the world. Any final thoughts before we skedaddle? Um, Kale Sanderson won his 10th national championship in the last 12 years at Penn State. It's the best dynasty in all of sports right now. Uh, I would say come at me, but there's there's no comparison, so give a Okay, well, on that note, uh, if you'd like to follow the show uh, on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you'd like to follow Corwin on Twitter, you can do so at, Juicy, at Corwin Heller. Juicy Corwin Heller. Juicy Corwin Heller. Extra juicy Corwin Heller. Uh, if you'd like to follow myself on Twitter, you can do so at Joshua D. Tracy. If you'd like to send emails to the show, you can do so at JuicingNumbers at gmail.com. And until uh, hopefully maybe Monday, y'all have a good one. Bye.